Welcome to the Encounter Church Message Podcast, where we bring you the latest messages from our Sunday services. To find out more about Encounter or to plan your visit with us, you can find us online at www.encounter.cc. We hope you enjoy this message. Awesome. How are we all? We good? Let's pray before we get into it, eh? Say, Lord God, we just commit this time to you right now. And we just declare, Holy Spirit, that you would move mightily in this place this morning. Lord, I just pray that you would come and minister to people's hearts right now. And Lord, we open ourselves to you right now. And Lord, can I just get everybody to raise their hands right now? And let's just surrender ourselves in this moment. And let's just prepare our hearts to to hear from God in this moment. Lord, I just pray right now for fresh vision for 2020. And Lord, I just pray right now, whatever happened in 2019 would stay in 2019. The good, the bad, the ugly, whatever happened, Lord God, we leave that behind and we look forward to you for 2020. And we ask that you come and speak into our 2020 today, Lord God. Open our eyes to what you want to do this year, Lord God. Help us to see what you want to do in in and through our lives, Lord God, and in and through this church, Lord God. Lord, expand our vision. Lord, take it to a new level. Let us not do do things the way we've always done them, Lord God, but let us look to you. Lord, we just declare the impossible to become possible this season. Lord, I declare that there would be breakthrough in people's lives. That there would be a new sense of freedom. Of operating in a place of ease because we're doing it out of your strength, Lord God. And Lord, I just declare this morning that your church will grow. Lord, I pray that this church would double in size in 2020. Lord, I pray that our lives, the capacity of our lives would double in 2020. Our capacity to love, our capacity to serve, our capacity to see things the way you see things, Lord God. And I just declare that this year would be the best year we've ever had at Encounter Christian Church. And Lord, I just pray that Shepparton would be different because of it. I pray that so many lives would be transformed because they come to know you, Lord God. So I declare that this morning, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, why don't you take your seats? I think we're in for a good morning. You know, this morning, I just felt there was a sense of heaviness when we were were to start the morning. I don't know if you felt that during worship. and I don't know, I I just wonder if there's some things lingering from 2019 that that are just hanging on. and, And so this morning, I just want to break free of those things. I believe that God wants to get rid of those things off your life, those things that maybe have been in your life for a long time. 
things that have held you back, things that you've hoped would, would change in your life, but you just haven't been able to move forward in those areas. And, you know, last week, Pastor Robbie and Kathy started the new year. They started the series with living your best life, at least 2020. And I think that's a great way to start the year. But what can happen sometimes is we can actually get stuck. You know, Pastor Robin and Kathy gave us some very practical tools on, on making our dreams and goals a reality. But in my experience, we put those things in place and sometimes they can actually become quite difficult. I don't know if you've set plans and goals and, you know, New Year's resolutions and three days in, some of them are out the window. <laughs> Who can relate to that one? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I went to the gym once this year. <laughs> That's it for the year. I ended up just working on the house instead, so that's my exercise for the year. But, but who can relate? You know, we all have good intentions at the start of the year. And then we start on the journey and it actually gets really hard. But this morning, you know, there's actually hope for us in our goals and dreams. We can actually, God wants us to step into those areas that we've been struggling with and step into a new freedom. And so this morning, the title of my message is Take Hold of What is Yours. We're going to take hold of what, what is yours. You know, in, in the Old Testament, we have the story of the Israelites and they were, they were promised the promised land. And they go on this journey, they, they're in slavery for 430 years and then uh, God sends Moses to free them and they head off into uh, the desert, they, God parts the Red Sea and they head off into their freedom. But their freedom is on the other side of a very long journey and they have to step out this journey. And uh, for the next 12 to 18 months from when they leave uh, Egypt they actually get an opportunity to step into what God had promised them. And they actually missed this opportunity because they were actually stuck in a frame of mind that didn't allow them to take the opportunity. They still had a, a slave mindset because they had been in slavery for 430 years. They didn't know how to think differently. And so this morning, I think we can have the same mindset in certain areas because we've, ha we've had the same thinking for a long time. And so this morning, I want to give you some tips on how we can break free of those mindsets and step into the promises that God has for your life. So this morning, I want to pick up the story in Numbers 13, verse 25 to 33. And I want to look at this part of the story where they had an opportunity and missed it and see what we can learn from them in order for us to step into our opportunity. So verse 25, Numbers 13, verse 25. It says, 40 days later, they came back from exploring the land. They came back to Moses, Aaron and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in, in the desert of Paran. They gave their report and showed them the fruit from the land. This is what they reported to Moses. We went to the land where you sent us. It really is a land flowing with milk and honey. 
here's some of its fruit. But the people who live there are strong, and the cities have walls and are very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites and Amorites live in the mountain region, and the Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and all along the Jordan River. Caleb told the people to be quiet and listen to Moses. Caleb said, let's go now and take possession of the land. We should be more than able to conquer it. But the men who had gone with him said, we can't attack those people. They're too strong for us. So they began to spread lies among the Israelites about the land they had explored. They said, the land we explored is one that devours those who live there. All the people we saw there are very tall. We saw Nephilim there. We felt as small as grasshoppers, and that's how we must have looked to them. It's a very significant, pivotal moment in the Israelite history. It was this transaction that caused them to go back wandering into the desert for another 40 years. And you know, we, we actually have plenty of opportunities that come our way that we miss and we miss them because of our mindset in that moment and so in order to take our opportunity we need to change the way we think so this is my first point this morning change the way you think see the way we think actually dictates where we go dictates the way we think that dictates the way we act. And so it's really important that we take a moment and take a step back and look at the way we actually think. Self-awareness is actually a really key moment or a key way of actually moving forward in our life. If you don't know you have a problem, you can't actually change it. And so this morning I want to actually give you a, just one question that will help you to know how you think. If I was to ask you, what do you think and talk about the most, what would it be? Like if you reflected on that, look back at 2019, what dominated your thinking for 2019? And what dominated your conversations in 2019? If you were to think about that, what was the number one thing that stood out? Was it positive or was it negative? Was it a certain area in your life that you actually haven't been able to overcome? And you, you tend to talk to people about that one scenario or that one area where you're like, I just can't seem to get over this thing. Someone asks you how you're going. Yeah, I'm good, but yeah, I've just got this thing going on. Or See, it's really important that we actually look at the way we think. You know, when, when, we, when we talk, it's actually a window into our, into our mind. See, Luke 6 verse 45 says, A good man brings the good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So if you want to know what's going on in here, just listen to what's coming out of here. It's a really good indicator of what you're thinking about a lot. But it doesn't have to be that way. 
You don't have to get stuck right there. See, Romans 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. So we actually don't have to conform to the pattern of this world. We don't have to stay in that mindset. We can actually transform it. You know, it's really important that we, we feed on good things because what you feed on will actually dictate how you think. That's why it's so important to read our Bible. That's why it's so important to pray regularly. It's really important that we don't spend all our time just watching you know, junk on TV and Facebook and Instagram and whatever it else, you know, Netflix. It's okay to have bits and pieces of that, but it can't be the main thing that we died on. You know, the word says that we can actually take captive every thought and actually bring it under God's will. So it's really important. If you catch yourself talking about something negative, you can actually pull yourself up. You don't actually have to, to, to talk about those things. You can change the way you talk. You can take those things captive and you can change the way you think by the way you talk because it works the other way around. See, things might not look the way you want them to look. Just start talking differently. It'll actually dictate the way you think. You know, if, if your world's falling apart because you just can't seem to find enough time, stop saying, I don't have enough time. Speak into that situation. There's, there's power in your words. Power in, power, uh, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So speak to your situation. You're actually speaking in faith when you speak. Whatever's going on in your head, forget about it. Speak into your situation this morning. So this morning, if we're going to break free and take hold of what God has for us, we need to change the way we think. The second thing I want to talk about this morning is we need to be careful who we surround ourselves with. You know, in Numbers 13, 32, it actually gives a really good insight into the, the ten negative spies and the way that they spoke. See, 32 says, So they began to spread lies among the Israelites about the land they explored. You know, you can actually tell if you've got good company by the way they speak. See, before we're talking about taking responsibility of our own speech, but we can actually look at somebody else's life and see how they speak and see if they're influencing us in a good way. You know, it's not about isolating ourselves from everyone and, and not having any friends. I think we need to have friends and have people in our lives that we're actually speaking into. But I'm talking about the people that we actually surround ourselves who we allow to speak into our life. The company that we keep, the, the people we tell our, our heart and soul to, they're the ones that I'm talking about. We all have a small group that we, that we keep close. And it's really important that we actually keep each other accountable to what we do and say. You know, for us as a church, we want to see this church become all that God can, 
that it can be. And thanks, Sess. But if we're going to get there, we need to surround ourselves with people who are actually going to speak the language. And we actually need to be the people that are going to speak the language too. We can't say, oh, no, it's too hard. There's giants in the land. Uh, No one's been able to operate or get it big in Shepparton. People are different here. Rubbish. Rubbish. My God is greater. He is more than able. We are more than conquerors. God can do a mighty work through us. And so it's really important that we don't allow those around us to actually railroad what we're trying to do. See, the ten spies railroaded the whole Israelite community by spreading a bad report. And so if, you're, if the people are in your world are speaking negatively about what we want to do here, stop hanging out with them. Just saying. Love them. Don't, don't write them off. Just don't spend so much time with them. I'm just being honest. And they'll start wondering why you aren't hanging out with them anymore. Tell them. Actually, just speak the truth in love. We're, al- we're allowed to do that. Actually, a good friend does speak the truth in love. I think it's really important that we hold each other accountable to where we're heading, that we uphold the standard that God has for our lives. And not just uh, sit back and just allow people to speak into our lives and, and just go with the flow and be influenced by those around us. We're called to be leaders. We're called to lead the charge. We're called to become all that we can be. And so we need to take responsibility for who we hang out with and who we speak into and, and who speaks into our lives. You know, Proverbs 14 verse 7 says, Stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge on their lips. I think that's such wise words. It's really easy to know what's going on in someone's world by what they're talking about all the time. It's a really good indicator. See, Proverbs 13 verse 20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. You know, I'd I'd encourage you, find people who you want to be like and hang out with them. Find people who are actually going to speak positivity into your world, who are actually going to enlarge and challenge your world. And you will actually rise to their level. I promise you. You will rise to their level. You know, it doesn't just actually have to be physical people. It can be the things you watch. It can be the things you read. It can be the things you listen to. They can all actually mentor us as well. You know, I remember when I... Uh, you know, I used to be on Facebook lots and just would follow any random thing, you know, because at that point it was years ago. It was all a new thing and it was fun and exciting and getting likes and all those sorts of things, you know, that it was. I couldn't care less about those anymore. But I think, you, you know, when I was feeding on that stuff, it was actually feeding on my world. It was like, and I... It is actually bringing my world down. And so what I did to change that is I actually blocked all those people. And I just started following people that I actually aspired to be like. 
See, I only have people that actually speak positivity into my world on Facebook. As soon as someone posts something negative, block. <laughs> Honestly, I do. If someone puts rubbish comments on there, I'm off. See ya. I don't want you in my world. I love you, but I'm, you're not going to speak into my world that way. We need to protect our world. We need to protect the way that we think. And we actually have the power to do that. So I'd encourage you, you know, protect your world in that way. Be intentional about the books you read. They will speak into your world. Set a goal of reading 10 books for the year or 12 books for the year, one a month. And if it's two a month, do six. Whatever, whatever works. You know, find ways for it to work. For me, I love audio books. I can work on my house and listen to a book in a day. It's awesome. I try not to do a whole book in a day because there's actually too much information to digest. <laughs> but I can get a good five, six hours of solid listening. And it's actually the best way to feed yourself. You know, technology is awesome. We live in an amazing world. Let's make the most of it. Let's make the most of it. So I'd encourage you, surround yourself with wise people. Surround yourself with good people. The third point I want to make this morning is we need to take your opportunity. See, we, we are actually presented with opportunities all the time, on a daily basis. And how you respond to your opportunity will dictate whether you move forward or not. I remember when... Uh, Pastor Mark was, was at the church and Aston and I were probably here, I don't know, maybe two or three years in. And you know, I hadn't really done much ministry at that point in terms of uh, preaching or anything like that. And we had a, uh, the opportunity to do a, we called it a, a, a one thing night. We had three people preach. We all got to preach for 10 minutes. And we just had to preach on one thing. And I was scared, like you wouldn't believe. Like public speaking terrified me. But I remember one thing that Pastor Mark said to me. He said, just keep saying yes. Just keep saying yes. And that stuck with me. Because if you keep saying no, you'll never get better at it. It doesn't matter what it is. If you keep saying no, you'll never get better at it because you're actually squandering an opportunity. It doesn't matter if you're bad at it. You've just got to get the bad ones out of the way. <laughs> it's the only way through. It's unavoidable. That's a part of learning. Failure is a part of learning. We can't avoid it. So I'd encourage you, do it scared. Do it scared. Even if you're frightened, do it anyway. And I encourage you, the more times you say yes, the more the, the, more the opportunity will continue to come your way. And as you continue to do it, the better you will get at it. And I can't, I can't help but think, if the Israelites had said yes in that moment, how different the Bible would have looked. They wouldn't have wandered around the desert for another 40 years. I wonder how many opportunities have we missed because we've said no. Or we've said, oh, I can't. Or we've said, no, nah, it's too hard. 
You know, it's really important that we understand who we are. The reason we say no is because we actually don't see ourselves in a good enough light. We actually don't value who we are enough to go, yeah, no, I can do that. You know, Psalm 139 verse 14 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. If you were to stop and think about who you are for a moment, you're not just another person. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. In fact, you're actually made in the image of God. You know, God doesn't make duds. He just doesn't. And in fact, he has a very unique plan for each and every one of us. He, has, he wants to see you flourish in every single area of your life. I just think one of our biggest issues is that we just can't see that sometimes. We just see ourselves through this lens of, oh, I'm nobody. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I can't do that. But I really think we need to start changing that. See, a narrative builds when we start to talk like that. We have a story that's going on in our head all the time that we tell ourselves, no, I can't do that. No, I'm not good enough. But that's just a lie. This is where the enemy comes in and he just, he loves it when you, when you say, oh, I'm not good enough. That's his moment. He's like, I can work with that. But let's not give him any opportunities. You know, when you, when you come and stand on who you are, you're actually defeating the devil every single time. You are defeating him every single time. When you say, yep, no, I'm a child of God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. This is the language we need to have in those moments. See, we need to change the way we think. We can't be telling ourselves this negative narrative all the time. We need to start practicing and speaking into our world who we really are. We need to start stepping into who God has called us to be and we need to do it every day. We need to get up in the morning. We need to put on the full armour of God and we need to start the day on the right foot with God, walking out the whole day with God. Every single day. This is a daily thing. This is not just do it once at the beginning of the year. This is get up 365 days a year, stepping into who you are, knowing who you are, and operating in who you've called to be. See, 2020 is going to be a great year. I believe it with all my heart. And I believe God wants to do amazing things in and through each and every one of your lives. And he wants to do an amazing thing in this church. Do you believe it? That's awesome. That's the best response I've had in warning. That is so good. That is so good. Well, why don't we all stand this morning? On your seats, I better not forget this.
is a card that looks like this. And the band can come up, that'd be great, thank you. And there's a card that says, My Dreams and Goals. And Pastor Robbie and Kathy introduced this last week. And it's simply, what we want you to do is just write down your dreams and goals for 2020. What is it that you, that you are believing God for in 2020? What is it that you want to do in 2020? Who is it that you want to become? See, one of the practical tips that Pastor Robbie, gave, uh, Pastor Robbie and Kathy gave us last week is that you need to write it down. Because when you write it down, you're actually taking it out of your head and you're putting it into reality. You're making it something tangible. See, I think that's one of the greatest acts of faith we can do is actually write it down. I don't know if you realise just that simple little thing of writing it down is you're, putting uh, you're actually putting an action to it. So I'd encourage you this morning to write your dreams and goals on there if you haven't done already. And we're actually going to hang them up out in the foyer. You've probably seen them on the way in. And we're going to leave them up there and we're just going to continue to pray over them and continue to refer back to them. We want you to see them so you can be like, oh, that's right. If you forget about them, you can refer back to them. So I'd encourage you to really make use of that and put your, let's take it from just a concept to, to reality and let's start to act on that. But I really, this morning, I just want to pray over your 2020 and over the dreams and goals that you have for 2020. And I just want to pray that these things will become reality in 2020. That they just wouldn't be, that the 2020 wouldn't just be another year that rolls through and nothing changes. So Lord, right now I just ask that, it, that the things that you've put on our heart for 2020, Lord God, that you would help us to, to walk them out, Lord God. That you would help us to make them become a reality. That we wouldn't just make this year a year that just rolls on by and we just continue to do the same thing over and over again. But we would actually take steps of action to become who you've called us to be, Lord. And Lord, I pray those areas that have held us back, whether it's the way we've thought, whether it's just patterns of behaviour that we've been unable to break, whether it's our, the people we hang around with, Lord God, I just pray right now that you would bring change in those areas. Lord, help us to be leaders in our areas. Help us to step into who you've called us to be. And I pray that this year would be a year of transformation, Lord. I pray that this would be a year of wholeness, Lord. And Lord, I pray that it would be unprecedented joy this year. that I pray that relationships would go to the next level, that there would be genuine love for one another, that we would lift each other up, that we would 
hold each other high and we would have each other's best interests at heart no matter what. Lord, we break slander this morning. Lord, we break the power of negativity, negative talk against each other, negative talk about ourselves. And Lord, we just declare wholeness and fullness over relationships this morning. Lord, I pray against the things that hold us back from knowing you more, intimacy with you this morning. And Lord, those levels of that we've been unable to break through in our relationship with you, I just pray that they'd be broken right now. The lies that the enemy has, that he has spoken over our lives, that they'd be just broken right now. And that there would be a freedom when we come to you, that we wouldn't have to strive to be in your presence, Lord. That we would be able to boldly come to your throne. That we wouldn't have to wade through all the stuff that actually holds us back, but we can just freely access you. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you give the Lord a round of applause this morning? Thank you for listening to this message. To stay in touch with Encounter, follow us on Instagram at encounter.cc or find us at Facebook at encounter.shepparton.